Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth and Gratitude podcast. This is Brooke. And this week I want to share with you my notes directly from our last wellness weekend retreat. It was last weekend and, um, you know, what's really interesting about this retreat is it was called Serenity Now. And um, we actually come up with those names, I would say, you know, anywhere from nine months to a year in advance. We will look at, you know, the dates that we have available and we will just talk about, you know, uh, what are the things that we want to talk about? What are the topics that we want to cover in our soulful workshop? We'll also take into account the changes of the season and what's going on in nature and what's kind of, you know, happening during that time frame to kind of help guide us um, for what we want to talk about. But this particular retreat, Serenity Now, um, it was pretty amazing that that was the name of the retreat because during this time, there was a lot going on. <laughs> a lot. Um, we have, of course, no one can ever, you know, escape this, but COVID-19, you've got, you know, be vaccinated, don't be vaccinated. We also had Hurricane Ida coming at this time. We had um, a mother there who was doing her best um, that Friday and Saturday evening to try to get her daughter out of the New Orleans area. So she had that going on. We had um, we had a young person who had um, who, who has had multiple major surgeries. We had several ladies who have a very stressful job, and so they were looking for um, some peace and some escape. Um, we had, most of us were mothers in the room. So, you know, we have that, of course, the, the things that we deal with as being a mother to whether it's young children or older children. And we also had a couple of people who had had a lot of loss, um, a lot of family members, uh, loss of spouses, loss of relationships and divorce. And it, it just felt like there was a lot of pain in the room. Um, and, you know, one thing I want to mention is, you know, all this is going on and we see a lot of heavy things out there in the world as well. You know, this was also around the time where we were pulling out of Afghanistan. We had the loss of all 13 of those brave soldiers. And so they're just, there's a lot going on and, um, you can't ignore it. I mean, it, it's very heavy if you think about it. And so, um, here we are at this retreat and it's titled Serenity Now. And all I could think about during this time was the serenity prayer. And I'm going to share that with you today. You know, I did tell my partner, Amy, I said, you know, what's so interesting is this felt like one of the most spiritual retreats that we have done thus far. Um, and spiritual can mean so many different things, but I'm going to, I'm going to explain to you in this podcast episode what I, what I mean by that. Um, so from my notes, the very first place that I started was the serenity prayer and the serenity prayer you may have heard or seen, but actually that prayer is a lot longer. There's more to it than what we actually see or hear all the time. Um, so I want to read to you the part that you do know the part that you have heard. So the serenity prayer goes like this. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So like I said, the prayer goes a lot longer than that. 
But the teacher in me um, highlighted and found all three words, main keywords that we are asking for in this prayer. And in this prayer, we're asking for serenity, we're asking for courage, and we're asking for wisdom. And so, you know, I was talking to the people and I said, all right, let's, let's break those three words down. Let's break down serenity, courage, and wisdom. Serenity, it is defined as the state of being calm, the state of being untroubled. Courage, courage is the ability to do something that frightens us. And the wisdom is having experience and knowledge and not only that, good judgment you know, I explained with wisdom, you know, wisdom comes with time. Wisdom comes with experiences. Wisdom comes with trials and tribulations. It is a, it is something that we learn. It's not something that is easy to obtain wisdom. It's not something that everyone has. All right. But those that have gone through some things and survived and made it, they truly have some good wisdom. So if we take those three words and we use the definitions, I said that the prayer would read like this. It would say, God, universe, divine, whoever, it feels good to you. But for me, I say, God, God, allow me to be calm and untroubled when things are out of my control and not going my way. Help me and allow my brave spirit to come out when I do have a choice to make. When it comes to things I do have control over, even if it scares the living hell out of me. But more importantly, help me be wise and make good choices and help me realize when good judgment, when, when, when things are, are in and out of my control, help me realize when, when do I have control and when do I not have control and allow me to make those good choices. Because truly, if it's out of my control, I can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it other than just trust. So I was telling them, you know, I find myself lately mouthing these words when the unknown keeps arising. Like all I have to say is our world. All I have to say is this world and you can totally fill in the blank, right? That's all I have to say. Our world at times feels very, very heavy. The unknown feels very, very frightening. We can feel it. And so when I begin to feel it, those words that start coming out of my mouth are, God grant me the serenity. This part of the prayer is very well known. But the next line is actually just as good. And the next line after it says, living one day at a time. Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Ugh. Our hardships as a pathway to peace. Ugh. That's not something that is comforting. That's not something that we always want to hear, right? We see that our hardships and our stress and our finances and the unknown and the fear and the heaviness of things going on around us. These can be robbers of our peace. And they end up causing dis-ease. I've talked about this before. When we break that word disease apart, we see that it's dis-ease. And when we have that uneasiness within us, it's resulting in the disease. It's resulting in stress. It's resulting in tension. It's resulting in sickness. So I asked them, what is currently robbing your peace right now? 
what is causing disease in your life. But let's identify it. Let's call it out. But then can you look at that thing, that hardship, as a pathway to peace? Can you look at it a little bit differently? I find the hardest part of this is acceptance. Accepting our hardship. Acceptance saying, yep, this is where we are. Yep, this is it. We're experiencing the pain. We're experiencing the grief. We're experiencing confusion. That is totally me right now. There's a lot of confusing things out there, right? I'm experiencing the loneliness and the separation and the distrust and the secrets and the lies, the unknown. Let's bring it to the light, right? Let's bring it out. Let's look at it. Let's be vulnerable with it. Here it is. And the truth is, is that we don't have to love our hardships. We don't have to love the shit, right? Let's call it as we see it. It is hard. (laughs) It is. This is not some Pollyanna thing where I'm like, okay, just accept it, move on, and it'll be fine. No, this is, this is hard stuff. We're in a hard season right now where we're all just kind of like, I I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what the right choice is. I'm supposed to be doing what's right for me, right? I feel burdened. I feel things are very heavy. We don't have to love it. We don't have to pretend that our hardships are not there. But what we must do is accept it and say, I don't love it, but it's here. And I recognize it and I'm identifying it and I'm calling it out. It's here, and sometimes it sucks, and sometimes it's hard. And there's power in our vulnerability. There's power in that because it allows us to be a human being. It allows us to knock ourselves down a few paces. It allows us to realize, oh, wait, (laughs) it's okay. I'm a human. I'm not really supposed to have it all together, right? I'm not this perfect person who has all my ducks in a row and who's never going to experience any hardship because when we begin to let that ego talk, we're, we're setting a bar really, really high that is very hard to reach day in and day out. And so when we say, yep, here's my junk, I got it too, let's identify it. Let's identify that I am confused and I am a little fearful and I'm a little nervous here. Or identify, yeah, I'm doing great and I'm experiencing joy and gratitude and I'm experiencing the good things and the bad things, right? I'm experiencing both. Sometimes I feel like, for me personally, this this um, realm that I'm in with you know motivational speaking and wellness and yoga and all those things... I begin to believe the lie that, oh, okay, well, I'll just experience all the good things all the time, right? Because I'm so in tune to, you know, my inner self and blah, blah, blah. So I'll just be positive all the time and I'll just be uplifted all the time. And then I realize, oh, wait, it's not like that all the time. It's not like that for all the yoga teachers and the motivational speakers that you see or people who are practicing their wellness. It's called a practice for a reason, right? So it won't be like that all the time. And when you can admit that and realize, okay, I'm a human being, I'm divine because I come from a divine God, right? But I'm just having a human experience. 
Therefore, since I'm having a human experience, there's going to be hardships. There's going to be questions that I have where it feels like there's no answers. But being vulnerable and honest about it, it allows for peace to take over. It allows us to come back to, we have a choice to make. Will we choose to remain calm when the world looks uneasy and the floodwaters, quite literally, the floodwaters are rising and it feels like we have no control over anything going on? Because here's the truth. What's going on in the world right now, we, there's only so much that we have control over and it's not very much. You have control over yourself and how much love you're putting out into the world how much light you're putting onto the world. That is what you have control over. Will we continue to do that? Or will we fight ourselves until we're weary and depleted? And vice versa. Will we stand up with confidence and boldness when something is in our arena, ready to fight? There will be moments where you do have a choice to make there will be hardships that you will face where it says okay here we go I prayed for courage here it is all right give me the courage to go up against the things that scare the living hell out of me but I'm gonna fight because it's in my arena and I have control over this or are we gonna sit back and allow blow after blow knockout after knockout and allow someone else to fight our battles for us no we prayed for courage and that's what courage is coming up against the things that scare us when we come to more moments of the peace and the serenity and a much more calm state we can view our hardships a little bit differently and a little bit more clearly The reason why it is you experience such a calm state when you are journaling or doing yoga or just enjoying a cup of coffee on the back porch or just, you know, stepping out to nature or meditation. The reason why you're doing that is because I want to talk about two nervous systems. You have two nervous systems. You have several, but you have two in particular. One is called the sympathetic nervous system. And one is called your parasympathetic nervous system. And they talk a lot, of the, a lot about this in yoga. But take yoga aside, there's so much truth behind this because you've experienced it. Number one, the sympathetic nervous system. This is your nervous system where your adrenaline is going. You have the increased heart rate and you are ready to fight, right? It's the fight or flight mode. You're looking out for danger. What's coming after me? Because I got to get it, right? I got to be prepared for it. I got to give it a little knockout, right? The parasympathetic nervous system, it lowers our heart rate. It lowers the adrenaline. It allows for the rest and digestion and energy conservation. This is like, this is what you're truly experiencing when you slow way down. And one nervous system is not better than the other this isn't oh gosh um my sympathetic nervous system my fight or flight like I should never be in that no both of these nervous systems are very vital for our health right it's 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 good to uh be prepared sometimes we do need to uh you know look out for danger sometimes our adrenaline is going and an increased heart rate is not a bad thing 
But the problem is, is when we stay in that nervous system for too long, right? We become anxious. We become fearful. We begin to not experience serenity. We become very troubled, not untroubled when we are too much in that nervous system and vice versa. When we're in the parasympathetic nervous system, we're going, you know, we're going at a much slower pace, <laughs> a little lazy, a little dragon, a little sluggish. And it may be so much so that we're not paying attention to what's out there, right? We may be taking advantage of, right? Because we're not paying attention to our surroundings and what's going on. But if we can find somewhat of a balance where we can, you know, go back and forth between one or the other, and if we can realize if we're in one more than the other, wow, you have a really cool tool that you can use. And I was explaining to our, our friends at the retreat, like the reason why you are calm right now, the reason why you are feeling in a very peaceful state right now is because you've decided to step out of the hustle and bustle. You've decided to step out and step, then step in, right? Step into yourself, experience a slower pace, experience a turning inward, experience, you know, and evaluate your mind and things that are going on in your life. And you're able to step back from your hardships. They haven't gone away completely, but you're able to almost get a bird's eye view of them. And you're able to look at them in a different light and try to see, okay, can these lead to a pathway of peace? And so, uh, I asked them, you know, which mode do you feel like you're living in the most? Are you in your sympathetic nervous system more where your adrenaline's racing and it's literally fight or flight all the time? I always reference this. Do you feel like a chicken with its head cut off? Because there are a lot of times when I do feel that way. Or are you more in the parasympathetic nervous system? where things are much slower pace and like I said that could be a great thing to be in that nervous system more but there are times when we need to give it get it revved up a little bit both systems are important but being in more in, in one of them more than the other it can cause an imbalance leading to less peace in our lives so we all want to be at peace at the same time we all want to gain the wisdom. And I just mentioned to them, you know, I don't have the magic pill for you, you know, because a lot of people said, well, I, I'm looking for more peace and this and that. And I tell people at their wellness retreats, you know, I don't have the magic pill. I don't have the magic thing um, for you, but I do have the tools. I do have some tools to help you recognize when you are not at peace and, and to help you get back on the pathway to peace. Uh, I've read these notes to you before, but one thing that I did mention to them was I broke down the word peace and I gave acronyms for it. And um, I want to repeat those on here for you, but I told them the way, some ways that we can get back to peace. And I broke it down for them this way. Uh, P is perspective, right? Trent Shelton says our perspective is either our power or our prison. So how are you looking at your life? What is your perspective of this life? E is expression. 
letting the mind chatter stop, letting that hamster wheel of our mind stop. Uh, We're literally going 90 miles per hour. So finding a way to express, to let it all out. It could be through prayer, song, meditation, journaling, however you feel most led. A is for authenticity. When we're our truest selves, when we're not at war with ourselves, battling up against ourselves, when we're just us, that allows peace to take place. C is that calm space. Uh, Amy loves to reference it as the war room. I don't know if you've seen that room before, that, not that room, that movie before, the war room. It's a Christian film. And um, it's literally the place that the main character would go to for prayer and for uh, meditation and, and coming back to the truth. And so inviting yourself to have a space where you can tap into uh, your inner sanctuary. And then E was exhale. You know, we walk around all day inhaling, taking in so much stuff, ingesting so many things. But we're not digesting. We're not exhaling. We're not letting things go right? So yes, it is a physical inhale and a physical exhale, but it's also, how can I apply this to my life? I'm taking in things, taking in things, taking in things, but I'm never really letting things go. I love to picture myself like when I go to a Mexican restaurant (laughs) and I just keep eating uh, chips and salsa. I just keep taking in chip after chip after chip after chip right? And I'm so bloated. I'm so uncomfortable. My belly hurts, right? But if I'm never letting that out, you feel me, right? If I'm not literally letting shit out, sorry for that graphic, you know, like if I'm not, I'm just going to be walking around so uncomfortable, you know, so uptight, so full. So what in your life is, is making you so bloated, making you so uncomfortable that you really truly need to get rid of? That way you can be more at peace with yourself. Those were just my notes um, from this particular speech. And honestly, you know, it was not a, uh, it wasn't like a, hey, follow these three steps and you'll have more peace in your life. Like that's not what it was at all. It was, hey, let's acknowledge, like, things are heavy. Things are real. Um, But within this time, we can come back to ourselves and we can take a step back and we can evaluate. Okay, sometimes I need to retreat back. Retreat means to step away from, step back, get a bird's eye view and look at what's going on in my life so that I can reassess and come up with a different game plan. One thing I wanted to mention was, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, you know, I had told my partner, you know, this has felt like uh, the most spiritual wellness retreat that we have led thus far. And um, what I meant by that was uh, there was a lot of prayer going on um, at this retreat. And that's happened before, you know, I mean, there, that's, we, we pray and um we will have Christian-based retreats as well where, um, you know, we have more uh, focus on um, God and, and our faith. But if I could be vulnerable with you for a second, I've been processing something for quite some time. Um, I grew up um, Southern Baptist. I grew up in the church 
Um, we came from a family where it was, um, you know, go to church every Sunday. We have Sunday school. Then we'll come back to church Sunday evening. And then also we're going to come to the Wednesday night evening services and any event, every camp, every, you know, everything that the church offered, um, that's what we would go do. There are still people that are like that today. Not saying it's a bad thing. Um, But that's how I grew up. Um, And I honestly really didn't know any differently, honestly. Um, When I was in college, I became um, very involved in one of the churches that I went to. Um, I um, I felt like I was living my best faith life, I guess, if that's the best way to put it. felt like I was very close to God. Um, not going to say that that time wasn't real, but I will say that I'm much different now today. Um, I think one of the biggest turning points of my life was I had decided to uh, go and study abroad. I was able to travel and, um, I've said it before, travel really awakens the soul. And I had traveled, you know, out of the United States before, prior to that. But something was different about this trip. And one of the things that was different was right before I left on the study abroad trip, I, um, our, our church had fallen apart. Um, I was very active in our church. I was very close to a lot of the people that were in the church, um, but it fell apart. There was a lot of corruption going on behind the doors of the church. There were secrets. There were lies. There was so many things going on. And this is not, this is not uh, new stuff. I mean, this is, this has gone on since the Bible days. Okay. Um, but I was very hurt by that. Um, I was very hurt and I was very, um, I was very careful when I got back home from studying abroad because I began to not trust anymore. But what I'm realizing is that my trust, I think, um, when it came to my faith, was more in the people that I was surrounded by than the actual person that I was worshiping. Um, And when we put our faith and we put our trust in human beings. They're divine beings, but they also are having a human experience. They are going to fail us. Maybe not every single person is going to fail us. Maybe not every single time someone's going to fail us. But when we put so much faith into human beings, they are going to screw up as well. Um, and I was very hurt by that. I left the church for a very long time, um, still not active in a church. But through those years, um, I never stopped believing in God. Um, I never uh, stopped. Um, I never, I never pulled my faith away from Him. I just kind of kept it very private. I kept it very quiet, and I began to believe that. Um, it was something that I kept separate in a pretty little box, um, with a lid on top and I would, um, I, I would, you know, open that box whenever I felt led to open the box. Um, 
And so I just kept it off to the side. Um, and it became so much so that, um, it made it very uncomfortable when I would step into a conversation about God or Jesus. Um, I was very disgusted every time. And that is a very strong word. Um, know that I mean this with love, but these are my feelings. So I would become very disgusted when I would walk into a church because I didn't want anything that was fake. Um, I didn't want to walk in and just check a box. Okay. I didn't want to come to Sunday school, come to church, come to all the events just to check a box and say, okay, look at me. I'm a great believer. Look at me. I'm doing all the things that you asked me to do. And therefore I am living a beautiful, uh, Christian faith life. And I mean, in my eyes, this is where I find a lot of people sometimes, um, I mean, heck, we can not even be talking about faith right now. We could talk about just our day-to-day lives, right? We're going through, we're checking off the box, we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing, and um, we're just kind of going through the motions. And I have gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't want to go through the motions anymore. I don't want to just do something because someone tells me that's this is the way it should be done. And if you follow X, Y, and Z, then you are a great person and you are worthy of being loved. And there you go. And that right there, that perspective of how I don't want to do that has transformed so much of my life. And I began to really separate faith. When I came into, um, this, this wellness portion and this, uh, idea of speaking and this idea of yoga and the practice of yoga, I believed that it all had to be kept separate, right? Like I have my yoga life and then I have my journaling life. And then I also have my, you know, main work life. And then I have all of this. And then over in the corner is my faith life, right? My pretty little box that I only open whenever I'm ready. And, uh, long story short, um, this past weekend at this wellness retreat, you know, I began to realize, and I've been realizing for a while now, as the world becomes heavier and heavier, right? And that is the truth. (laughs) The world in my eyes is very beautiful as well, right? It all depends on what we put our focus on, but we cannot deny the fact that there are some heavy things out there. The more and more that that happens, the more and more that I want to open that faith box. And I realized that, oh wait, all of this has, doesn't have to be separate. Just because I'm a yoga teacher, just because I, um, you know, I, I do wellness, just because I have tattoos, just because I may drink, just because I may cuss, just because I don't go to Sunday every, go to church every Sunday morning, just because I don't, you know, always listen to worship music, just because I don't do all of these things does not mean that, um, I'm not doing things right. And I also began to understand that my faith in, in what I'm doing and in my conversation, my relation, relationship with God 
and how I do that relationship, that is mine and only mine. And it's private. It's a private thing. And I just really began to see that play out in the room um, this past weekend and that, wow, like I can, I can do all the things right here in this one space. I can experience God and the beauty and the spirit and the divine. I can experience all of that just by stepping out here on the sand and by this lake and washing my feet off in the water and hearing the birds as I'm walking around the gardens and stepping into a room full of women who are in pain, who are going through some really hard things. And before I step in this room, before I even speak, I have just experienced something that was very hurtful and that is painful. But through that hardship, through that, I can experience a pathway to peace. And so stepping in this room with these women and being able to counsel these women and to to just be there felt felt more of a practice of my faith than it ever has stepping foot into any building where we're practicing our faith. That is not saying anything against churches. It's not saying anything against believers. I am a believer myself, but I'm just coming to this realization that there is a sanctuary within all of us. There is a spirit and a divine that is within all of us. And there is a reason why when we calm down and we get quiet and we tap into that inner sanctuary, We are tapping into spirit, to divine, to God. We are able to open up our ears and hear so much more clearly. It doesn't matter where you're doing it at. It doesn't matter, you know, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter that I'm not doing everything else that everyone else is doing. I'm feeling God on so many more levels than I, than I ever did. And I may be doing it in a different way than others around me. And that is okay. Because that is my own relationship with God. That is my own private relationship. You do you, boo, right? This is what I said last week. You do you, boo. And there's so much power behind that when we can tap into that spirit, tap into that divine, tap into our breath and experience God, like experience it on an amazing spiritual realm in different ways. I've heard it said before, you know, when we are feeling those chills throughout our body and we're experiencing that big, huge smiles we're worshiping, like When we're experiencing these things, we're experiencing God. And I I did. I I really enjoyed this past weekend's retreat. And um, the theme in itself was amazing. And I know here on this podcast episode, I literally turkey chilled and talked about so many different topics, it feels like. But I feel like it all taps into one another. And so... When things are getting really heavy for you, 
remember that there is not a magic pill. There's not a magic button. But there is the fact that I will acknowledge with you just sometimes, sometimes when things are just going wrong, right? And you feel like so much is going on. Sometimes it helps for someone else to just acknowledge, right? Sometimes I do this with my husband. I'll just want to talk about what's going on. And I'm like, I don't want to hear something like, you know, upbeat. (laughs) Okay. I'm not saying you have to have a pity party with me, but I don't, I don't want you to try to change my mind right now. I just want to say like, this is hard and this sucks. And the times where he says, you're right. It does. It is hard. And you just leave it at that. Sometimes that feels so much better than you giving me five steps that I can follow in order to make it better, right? Because when we accept and acknowledge that hardship, when we accept it, we gain that wisdom. We gain the wisdom because we're going through the experiences. We gain the wisdom And we accept the hardship that allows us to experience the pathway to peace. So, yeah, today, like, whatever you're experiencing, I'm acknowledging it with you. Yes, I get it. That's hard. Or, hey, um, I haven't experienced that before. But, like, from what you're telling me, yeah, that sounds hard. That sounds rough. I'm sorry you're going through that. Or, hey, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. How freaking beautiful is that? How wonderful. Oh my gosh, yes. That's amazing. Or, hey, I haven't gone through that, but that sounds amazing. Good for you. Just acknowledging allows us to not feel like we're going through the hardship alone. I hope that this has helped you today. I feel like I've turkey trailed all over the place, but I feel like hopefully (laughs) within this almost 40 minute podcast episode, you have related to something that I have said. Um, I, I really enjoyed this retreat and, um, I think it was a really good one. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. My friends, continue to be raw, be authentic, and be you.